All right, everybody, welcome back to Fantasy Football Experts and Idiots. I'm Calvin. I'm Ryan. And we are here to help you to continue to have fun, make money, and to win. This is going to be our draft spectacular episode where we are talking everything NFL rookie draft and a couple free agencies there at the end that got signed recently. Yeah, and we're going to start by just diving in. We're going to go over all of the NFL rookies, like Ryan said. We're going to go in draft order and hopefully give you a good idea of what their fantasy value is going to be. So we want to start off and we're going to talk about the high impact players. Uh, going to focus on them. There's some others that we've got as some notable mentions that we'll bring up as well, but just not going to be those high impact players uh, that everyone's going to be looking at instantly. Yeah. And also given the nature of fantasy football, we're not going to touch on those defensive players as much. Uh, if they are going to provide like a huge boost to a fantasy defense, we'll mention it. Um, but we will be generally skipping over those picks. So we're going to start out and we're going to start talking about Trevor Lawrence first. As Calvin mentioned him the last time, NFL Jesus, touchdown Jesus. He is what is supposed to be the future of the NFL quarterback. But you we'll hate see. him. We'll see. I don't hate him. We'll yes, see. You do? I don't hate him. No. There's <laughs> other people, not him. <laughs> I, Ryan is a Trevor Lawrence hater. And here's the deal. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the new quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Coming out of Clemson, this kid checks every box. He is mobile. He is agile. And he has flow. Look at that hair. But here's the deal. Trevor Lawrence instantly upgrades this offense. This offense last year, they had James Robinson, 1,000-yard rusher. Okay, And that was with literally nothing at quarterback. Okay? True. I mean... Gardner Minshew's he's got a nice stash, but that's it. I mean, you can't go wrong with that almost Fu Manchu. And then a mullet, okay. But that's a whole nother story, okay. But they have better wide receivers than people think. This is going to be a great landing spot. I don't love the fact that Urban Meyer's the head coach there, but that's neither here nor there. This is going to be an opportunity for Trevor Lawrence to come in and make an instant impact. Now, Expert recommendation here. Do not draft him as your QB1 unless you are willing to take and spend an extra draft pick on someone that has a higher floor. Because Trevor Lawrence has an incredibly high ceiling, but he also has a pretty low floor. He's a rookie quarterback. He can come in and light the league on fire, or he can come in and poop the bed. That's what it's going to boil down to. Absolutely. I I mean, we, were, we talked numbers a little bit earlier. You don't agree with my numbers, but I, I'm thinking he's not going to be great. He's I don't think he's going to be completely out there scoring you your winning amount of numbers. I'm thinking five to six. You convinced me a little bit. I can see eight to nine points a game. On average, Ryan thinks that he's going to be the worst quarterback in the league (laughs) on on average. I don't think he's going to be scoring 15 to 16 points every single game. I think he's going to have some tough goes. I think he's going to have some interceptions. He might have a couple rushed fumbles that end up killing him. So I think average for the year, eight to nine points a, a game. See, but here's where I disagree. Trevor Lawrence, like I said, is mobile. He's going to score you some rushing touchdowns. 
they're going to work that in there. He's going to be mobile on his feet. He's going to be able to extend the play. So that's where I think the Trevor Lawrence, for me, he's a top 20 quarterback right now. Okay. I, I'll give you top 20. I'll give you top 20. That's about okay. it. All right. All right. Moving on to your guy. Yes, he this. I still think he's the best quarterback going into the league. Just like I said, I didn't think he was going to get drafted first. I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to get drafted first. But just watching everything, I thought he was a much better quarterback, much better performing quarterback in Zach Wilson going to the Jets. I, I really think that this is going to be a dynasty prospect here. I think Zach Wilson's going to have a good opportunity, but the Jets are the Jets and they are horrible. I mean, yes, it is the Jets. And as I said, I can't even remember what we were talking about the other day, but when we were texting, but I did mention that they did something and it was the most Jets thing that the Jets could have done all year already. Uh <laughs> So, yes, it is the Jets that do have their issues, but Zach Wilson is going to be the franchise of this of this team. Everybody says that about Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold in the offense that they had was not a good fit. They weren't working with Sam Darnold. I think Zach Wilson's going to come in. I think he's going to do great. I think he's going to be who they look for in their future and who and who they're able to grow with and develop and just become that franchise. I think he's going to be the one that gets him back to the playoffs. That is bold. You heard it here first from Ryan Jets to the playoffs. They're his sneaky Super Bowl contender. Whoa, easy there. (laughs) I didn't say this year, but eventually I think Zach Wilson will get the Jets back to the playoffs. No, I agree. I agree. think that he's going to get him there. And I think this front office is showing that they're willing to build around him with the picks that they made. You know, they've drafted some offensive linemen. uh, They've invested at wide receiver. They're going to be building around him. So I think in a couple of years, Zach Wilson will be a great, uh, a great NFL player. I think he'll also be a better fantasy player in a couple of years this year. He's not, he's not draftable unless you're in a dynasty league, just because there's so much uncertainty there. Now, maybe if you're in a two quarterback league, you might throw a flyer on him. But it's just not going to happen. He's not going to have the numbers, I don't think, to be a weekly starter for you. No, I still don't see weekly starter with him. Uh, There's still so many great veteran names out there that you can put in um, that you are guaranteed they're going to be starting unless they get hurt um, and are definitely going to bring in more consistent points. But come his sophomore season, I, I would say I would be willing to bet have him as your number one quarterback. Okay. That's a, that's bold, especially in a league with Patrick Mahomes and I'm just, Lamar Jackson. You no, not Aaron everybody, Rogers. not everybody can draft those people though. So if those are all taken, I didn't say draft him. Number one said if they're all, but if they're all taken, I could see him being your number one quarterback. We'll talk about that next year. All right, moving on. Number three, uh, Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is going to start this year. I think halfway through the season, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do a Jimmy Garoppolo and he's going to get hurt. And Trey Lance is going to come in and we're going to see him really grasp that Kyle Shanahan offense and take off. Trey Lance, I'm absolutely taking in as like a second quarterback in a redraft league. In a dynasty league, I... I had a dynasty draft last night. Let me put it to you this way. I won my league last year, so I was at the end of the first round. 
and it came down to it. I, I needed a quarterback because I had Deshaun Watson. I mean, and that's going to suck. But it came down to Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance for me. I went with Lawrence because he was available, but it was close. I think Trey Lance is going to come in and be incredible this year. So you think he's going to be on the bench first, and then Jimmy Garoppolo is going to uh, Alex Smith it and be sitting the rest of the year? Yep. All right. I don't know. I don't know what to think about Trey Lance. I Granted, I had him pretty high on my quarterback list, but I definitely thought the 49ers were going to go uh, more um, Justin Fields than Trey Lance. I didn't think that they were going to pick. I, this pick actually shocked me when they drafted him. So I don't know what Trey Lance is going to do. I'm intrigued to see. I hope he does great. Um, I hope he gets some playing time, whether it's preseason or actual season. Um, but I I do, I, I mean, they're definitely going to start Jimmy over Trey Lance, but I think it'll be Jimmy's season this year. Um, he's going to be their number one quarterback. And I think if they get into the winning mindset that they did a couple years ago when they went to the Super Bowl, I think Trey Lance could get some playing time closer to the end of the season with some games that don't necessarily matter. Uh, but I think he's going to be more of a bench sitting and learning from Garoppolo. For me, Garoppolo just doesn't have the history of being able to string together 16 games. Well, 17 now. So that's that's where we kind of stand on Trey Lance, a little bit split. But that's okay. Um, moving on, this is my favorite offensive player in this draft. Um, Kyle Pitts, out of Florida, tight end to the Falcons. Kyle Pitts just immediately, by going to this offense, is a top five tight end for me. You always say tight ends are a wasteland, and here you are praising one. (laughs) You know, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, I'll give you Waller the baller, Kyle Pitts. All right, so number four, not just five, but top four. Top four. Okay. Because look at this. Look at this offense now. Okay. Matt Ryan is still there. They've said, we're going to roll it back, right? Julio is there. You can't leave Julio open. For now. Julio's still there for now. We'll see what happens. Okay, we'll see what happens. But you can't leave Julio unguarded. Calvin Ridley. Okay, great. We probably need to slide a safety over there, too. But, oh, wait. Now we've got Kyle Pitts coming at us out of the tight end spot, up the seam, in the middle. We can't roll a safety over to cover any of the other two elite wide receivers. And we can't put a linebacker on him because he's just going to moss the guy every day. Because Kyle Pitts has the biggest wingspan that they've ever recorded at the tight end position. And he's got these huge mammoth hands. Everything is going to be caught. Everything. So if you look at this offense, if you're a defensive coordinator, you're sitting there ripping your hair out every day because you say, I have nowhere to put guys. It's going to be, who do I want to get beat by? That's what it's going to boil down to with the Falcons. Now, their defense is just absolutely horrible. Okay? Their defense is horrible. So they're going to be in shootouts, which is another reason why he's one of my top four tight ends. Because they're just going to to just throw it all day long watching the Florida tape. Yeah. Yeah, So that that's what I was going to show when we were getting everything set up. I was going through our, our Twitter page um, and just going through the feed and they pulled, they showed this video uh, Kyle Pitts against Florida versus Georgia this past year. And just that insane touchdown catch that he had jumping up around the three or four yard line, 
going up over his corner and just snagging that ball right out of the, right out of the air. I think they threw a pass interference flag on it. I mean, obviously the corner was all over him, but no, I agree with you. He's got great hands. He's got great potential. And I'll, I'll even say it, the Falcons, that offense, it's lining up to be a Chiefs, Chiefs style offense where it's just heavy hitters all over the field. It's going to be tough for any team to be able to stop that offense. I agree. So moving on, we've got Jamar Chase out of LSU going to the Bengals. What do you think? Um, I love Joe Burrow. I love Jamar Chase. But man, they needed to put some people on the line. I mean, Jamar Chase is going to be great, but not when Joe Burrow's sitting his butt in the dirt every time trying to throw it. I think they picked up some offensive linemen later on in the draft. Just they wanted, hey, this this draft, if you guys were paying attention to it, which hopefully you were, this draft was all about the college quarterbacks and college offensive players getting reunited again. You had Jamar Chase going back with Joe Burrow. You had uh, Jalen Waddell going back to play with Tua. And then Devontae Smith later on, we'll get back, we'll get into him, but he went to Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. I mean, it was, this draft was all about trying to re, recreate offenses again from their college days into the pro days. I think this could be an exciting an exciting duo here, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. I agree. I think it can be. I think Jamar Chase is going to be probably a wide receiver two or wide receiver three to begin with. Um, he's not going to be one of your top 10 wide receivers drafted. But I, I would take him top 20, top 30 just to begin with, just on pure talent. Okay, And so if that connection is real, that Burrow to Chase, then we could see this become... A legitimate, a legitimate threat. I agree with you. Could be another Ocho Cinco, maybe just not as tall. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, yeah, just like Calvin was saying, I actually agree with him on this. Where if you're sitting later in that snake draft, later rounds, you're still needing a receiver to pick up in that bench spot. I could see you picking up Jamar Chase, just having him there as a reserve, just in case you need it. Somebody gets hurt injured and you need to throw somebody in. I don't think you're going to get him past round five, though. There is real hype for Jamar Chase as an NFL wide receiver. And so I think he's going to that's going to be reflected in his ADP. Uh, As we move on to Jalen Waddell with uh, the Dolphins, this is going to be exciting. The Dolphins are investing in Tua and I think Tua is going to recover. I think he's going to be just fine. Um, But Jalen Waddell gives them the ability to just blow the top off of a defense. This is going to be incredible. So in my evaluation of Jalen Waddell, his transition from receiver going up and getting the ball, he'll go up, he'll high point it. He's got great hands, but man, the boy can fly. And his, we always see people get caught up on this. They're making, you know, those concentration drops because they're too focused on, you know, turning and running with the ball instead of catching it. Jalen Waddell is elite at his transition from receiver to ball carrier. He's not going to make those concentration drops. He's going to be there. He's going to go get the ball. And then he is it's that transformation is incredible. He'll take it and he will run and then he'll just blow by all the defense. This is going to be a great pickup for the Dolphins. It is. Um, 
as as you guys know, it's an Alabama player. I don't get along with Alabama <laughs> and Alabama players. So have I watched him? Have I paid attention to him? No, not really. But the last three years, all I've heard from Alabama fans is waddle, waddle, waddle. That's it. So, yes, I've heard about him. I've heard some stuff. I, I know he's good. I know he's great. He's he's a great pickup for the Dolphins. I don't know if this pick completely turns the Dolphins around. I still think give him another year to get everything set. They were set. a 10-win team last year. But they were so flip-floppy. They were they were completely back and Fitz forth. Fitzmagic is gone. Yeah, but that they were still completely back and forth between Tua and Fitzmagic. Like it's that's not gonna happen. I still say give them one more year where they can have Tua working the whole year, work out all the kinks. Next year, I see this the Dolphins being a better team. Okay, all right, that's fair. Uh, we're gonna fly through these next couple of picks just because they uh, they don't have a huge impact. At seven, the Lions went with Penny Sewell. This is a huge holes for uh, DeAndre Swift at running back. So that's going to improve some fantasy value there. His stock is going to go up. Might help out Jared Goff a little bit as well. A little bit for Jared Goff as well. Uh, next at eight, the Panthers go with J.C. Horn. This is going to be a fast and hungry secondary. Very young. Now they've got uh, most of their secondary is first and second year guys, and they can all fly. Uh, yeah, I, that's about it. I got nothing else with him. Um, and then Patrick Sertan coming out of Alabama, going to the Broncos. Of course, you give me the, the next Alabama player. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be another uh, another speed corner trying to cover those receivers. That AFC West is going to be an interesting matchup this year. That, uh, that Broncos is going to be one of the best cornerback rooms in football because they were good and now they've gotten better. Uh, we'll see when the Chiefs play them. Okay, whatever. Uh, moving on, Devontae Smith. Uh, the Eagles finally went and got their guy, and they screwed over the Giants in the process. I mean, you got to love it, right? And yeah, that's that's the draft at its best. The shocking picks, the trades, everything that comes in. Granted, I don't think we even had the first trade until closer to pick 13, but we're already... No, this 10. was a trade. Oh, this was a trade. Okay, yeah. yeah. The Eagles so, went up from 12 to 10 to jump the Giants at 11. I mean, talk about the, the, the way that that call had to go from Howie Roseman over to Jerry Jones. Hey, you want to screw over the Giants? They really want Devontae Smith. I really want Devontae Smith. Let's make a trade and just say, screw you guys. And they said, okay. <laughs> yeah, but Devontae Smith, he was the, the Heisman winner this year, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. So he's going right back in. I, again, like I said, he's going to be playing with Jalen Hurts, his old quarterback. Um, they've got some history. They've got some good history. Uh, I think this is going to be great for the Eagles. I think their offense is going to line up pretty well this year. Um, I see the Eagles doing better this year with Jalen Hurts than I see the Dolphins doing with Tua. That is old. I, I'm going to hold you to that. It's the NFC East, but that's what I see. Okay. Um, all righty then. I think that uh, he's going to be good. He's the only real wide receiver that they have right now. So He's going to catch a lot of passes. I would actually say maybe not focus Devontae Smith, but pick him early. Because okay. he's he's going he's going to get a lot of the passes coming in from Jalen. Yeah, I agree. I mean, wide receiver too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pick 12, Micah Parsons. This is going to be a great pickup for the Cowboys. Oh, I totally jumped 11. You, you take it. I can't believe that's really 
Justin Fields. You just skipped right over Justin Fields. I cannot believe you right now. The Bears. <laughs> the Bears. The Bears. They get rid of uh, Trubisky. Thank goodness. They get Justin Fields. Uh, who else was it that they signed? They signed Andy Dalton, Andy, QB1. Yeah. What are you talking about? What, so what do you... Are you thinking it's going to be QB1? No. Or do you think Justin Fields is going to be QB1? They're going to get into camp. They're going to see that Justin Fields is insanely athletic. This guy ran like a 4 4 2 40. Like, they're going to say, oh my goodness. And then they're going to watch him throw a deep ball. Something Andy Dalton cannot do. Okay? You got and, that and history with Andy Dalton. No. I don't care. <laughs> Justin Fields is going to come in and he is going to... Just absolutely manhandle this quarterback room. It's not going to be a competition because Justin Fields is going to be your day one starter. The other reason for that is uh, GM Ryan Pace playing for his job here. If they don't do well, he and the head coach, Matt Nagy, they're gone. Gone, gone, gone. No, I I completely agree with you. And I just wanted to get you worked up. I think Justin Fields is also going to be QB1 for for the Bears. Andy Dalton's got the history. He's been around the league a ton. I think he's going to be the mentor for Justin Fields and just teach him everything about the NFL. Uh, Help him get set in his ways. But I think Justin Fields is going to take over this team in OTAs and just completely... I, I think it's it's not going to be a huge uptake for the Bears, but I think they are going to do better this year, and it's going to be a good turnout for them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I already went over Micah Parsons because I accidentally skipped Justin Fields. My bad. Uh, not much different. The only thing that we'll really see is that the Cowboys aren't going to be in as many shootouts because he's going to have that big of an impact on their defense yeah. to kind of turn things around. They were devoid of, of talent at linebacker. So. But you're thinking he's going to be defensive rookie of the year? Yeah. Mike Parsons, defensive rookie of the year, put it in ink. Oh, oh, all right. We'll uh, we'll see come February when they give out the awards. So next uh, pick to talk about, pick fifteen. Your boy, the Patriots. Your boy and your team. The uh, the Patriots did what the Patriots always do. They didn't even have to trade. They just sat there waiting at pick 15, and Bill Belichick got Mac Jones, which I actually think is interesting. You look at their quarter their uh, quarterback roster, you've got Cam Newton out of Auburn. You've got, um, of course, now I'm going to space on his name. Jared Stidham. Yeah, Jared Stidham, another quarterback right out of Auburn, and then Mac Jones. So you've got three SEC quarterbacks all from the same state right there playing for Bill Belichick. Do you think that uh, Cam and Jared Stidham are going to like beat Mac Jones up because they hate Alabama? I mean, I would. Not that that's a threat or anything, but I would. Um, but no, it's – I think uh, me looking at this quarterback room – I still think Cam is going to be in charge of their offense. I mean, Bill Belichick has already said that that's that's the case. Obviously, they're going to see when practice starts who's going to be the best fit for the for the starting quarterback position. I still think it's going to be Cam. Cam all day. I agree, um, and I mostly agree because. If they put Mac in, they have to completely change their offensive system. They've built this offense right now for Cam, and it's ready to roll. They can slide back into a Mac offense easily because that was the Tom Brady offense that they ran for a million years. But I think that Mac Jones is not going to be worth your time this year in redraft leagues. I don't think he's going to get much playing time, maybe in some shootouts, maybe at the end of the season. But I think the Patriots are going back to the playoffs. They've reloaded on defense. They spent you know, a billion dollars in free agency. And went and got everybody that they wanted. 
if Mac plays, he's got two incredible tight ends that he'll be able to throw to um, in Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Um, and so I think that'll be where you'll see some value up or down. Yeah, it's like I said on our last episode, I'm starting to get afraid of the Patriots again. And then when they picked up Mac Jones, Mac Jones is just their quarterback of the future. So he's just going to sit back and learn. And it's I mean, they had the they they even did the body comparison of Tom Brady and Mac Jones at the draft. Like it is another Tom Brady. I'm just going to say that now. I'm not going so far as to anoint him the next goat. But I mean, the the similarities are are there. Yeah. um, As we move on a little bit, we're going to skip over some of those defensive players. Uh, The Raiders do Raider things at 17 and they buck tradition. But, you know, if you want to figure out the Raiders draft room, here is your secret. Are you ready? High character guys from big programs. Shh. Okay, I just uh, totally spoiled Raiders draft philosophy for you there. Yeah, I laughed when the Raiders picked an offensive tackle for the first round. I I I don't know what the Raiders. Granted, I hate the Raiders. I'm a Chiefs fan, but I'm okay. So I was okay with them to making that pick, but I laughed at the same time. Yep. Um, I'm. We're going to jump to pick twenty here, and I'm shocked that you listed this player as an a high impact rookie. I think he's going to do more than people think. Lay it out for me. Give me that uh, that perspective there, Ryan. So Kadarius Tony coming out of Florida, going to the Giants. He's got one of the top amount of speed coming in, into the draft. Um, he's got some hands. I think he's a little bit on the smaller side, um, but I think he's going to be one of those speed demons, kind of like the cheetah Tyree kill. And he's just going to be flying around and catching all these insane passes across the middle and just being able to speed right up the gut past your safety and get a touchdown. I think he's going to be long bomb, not short distance. All right. I don't think he's going to get on the field. Yeah. They went out and they got uh, Kenny Galladay. He's going to be your big body possession receiver, red zone threat. They already have Sterling Shepard, who is a great middle of the, of the field receiver. He has the ability to turn up and turn on the Jets and is a great receiver there. And then they have Darius Slayton, who's been in their system for two years now and does exactly the same things that Kadarius Tony does. Oh, and he's bigger. So unless you're going to run four wide receiver sets. Oh, and wait, wait, wait. Evan Ingram at tight end. Okay. Like, and you signed Kyle, Kyle Rudolph in the offseason. I don't think Tony's getting on the field. I think this was a dumb pick. I think they wasted it and they could have gone a number of different directions. And I think that this was, I don't think that Tony's going to be very good. He is on my do not draft list for the year. I never said draft him. But I do think he's going to be some of the that impact player. They might throw him in the, in the slot in some special packages. He could actually come out on punt return and kick return as well. But oh, I. But what a Gettleman thing to do is to put a use a first round pick on a punt returner. <laughs> uh, but no, I I still think he's going to be one of those uh, high impact players in in tough situations because he is going to be a rookie. All those other names that you just mentioned, everybody knows them. Everybody knows what they can do. Nobody's played against Kadarius Tony yet. I think he's going to be—he's going to come in into those impact areas and make that impact that's needed. 
I mean, that's uh, that's a possibility. I'll disagree. Moving on, we get our first running backs in the draft. Najee Harris. This guy is going to be a workhorse for the Steelers. This pick tells me that the Steelers are wanting to get back to Pittsburgh Steelers football. We're going to play tough defense. We're going to run the ball down the throat and punch you in the mouth. And this is what it's going to do. Najee has the ability to get up and down and run the field and get side to side, and he'll catch passes too. This is who they've been needing since Le'Veon Bell left. This He's going to be better than Le'Veon Bell was with the Steelers. Najee Harris, right now, I'm going to put it out there. If he is available in the at the end of the first round in your draft, take him. That's where I'm at. You say Najee Harris. I say Travis Etienne. I loved what Travis Etienne did with Clemson. I think he was great there. He's going to the Jaguars. Again, one of those renewals there. You've got both Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne at the Jaguars. I think that combo is going to do great together. And I think he's going to be not more impact than Najee Harris, but I, I still like Travis Etienne better than Najee. Hey, Ryan, have you been watching the news? No. Did you see what Urban Meyer said about Travis Etienne? No. He's our third down back, and we're going to use him as a wide receiver. Okay. I don't think he's going to be as good as Najee. He's taken all of his reps so far in minicamp at wide receiver. Hey, if even if he even if they put him in a package deal and run him out to the slot, I still think he's going to do better. Okay. All right. You want to put a bet on it? Sure. All right. More rushing yards. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Actually, let's take a break right there and then we will come back and finish this up. We'll finish the last little bit of the draft and go over our free agency notes. And we're back. We're going to talk. This is our last fantasy-relevant pick. Ryan doesn't think he's fantasy-relevant. But Rashad Bateman, wide receiver to the Ravens. What has been the biggest issue with the Ravens' offense? Uh, The only thing I can think is that they haven't really been able to protect... um, Lamar? Yeah, Lamar. Great. They've got a decent offensive line. They have no one for him to throw it to. They've had Hollywood Brown, who's an undersized, speedy wide receiver. He can't be your wide receiver one. So what do they do? They go get a big body wide receiver one in Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Dude was great, has great hands, has great athleticism. This is going to be an opportunity to really kind of pick up on these things. It's going to be good. So that's kind of our last fantasy relevant one. I'm going to... I'm going to stick it there. Um, let's dive into some free agency. Some free agency that not isn't necessarily free agency. You're what, talking about Rodgers, aren't you? I, I am. What is going to happen with Rodgers? There's so many rumors that are going on. Draft day, there was all, tons of talk about him potentially getting traded to the Broncos. And then I scared you the other day with the fr- fake tweet saying that he retired after 16 seasons. What do you think is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? I think that the relationship there is fractured. I don't think that it's going to continue in Green Bay. 
because he has that option. He could just come out and retire like he said he wants to. Um, I don't think he plays again in Green Bay. I think he plays somewhere else, though. This season? I'm not going to put money on this season. Okay. But what's your gut? My gut is that Aaron Rodgers is turning into Brett Favre without all of the, you know, unsolicited pictures. And that he's going to retire, come back next year with some other team. (laughs) Come back with the Vikings again? Yeah. Maybe he'll go host Jeopardy for a year. Maybe. That'd be fun. I... I think Aaron Rodgers needs a change. I don't think he's ready to retire. I think he's still got a couple more years in him. Mm-hmm. He's been playing some great ball. Um, and he's been healthy. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't really had any injuries as of late. Uh, but I I don't think it's going to be Packers trading him willingly. I think it's going to end dirty. He's going to be requesting a trade. Or like you said, he's going to retire and then want to sign with a different team and just – that team and him is going to have to convince the Packers to release his contract. Yep. Yeah. Um, Until then, I am hesitant drafting Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you can't say no to the name, but it is going to be difficult just kind of in limbo. I don't think I would draft him as your number one quarterback. Um but you can't just let him sit there as a free agent in your in the fantasy football draft. Mm-mm. I mean, if he's still there and you feel like you can, you have another quarterback who is serviceable and can you can rely on to be your week one starter, and you can pick up Aaron Rodgers at the end of the draft because everybody's afraid that he's not going to play. That's worth it to me. Stash him on the bench until we get some actual results here. Until we get some actual news. Yeah. So. Going on to our next free agent that is no longer a free agent. I was quite happy about this pickup. I will be 100% honest. I I enjoyed watching this player in college. I still think he did pretty decent in the NFL. Granted, at that time, I wasn't focused on the NFL as much as I am now. What would you think of his baseball career? I wanted him to go farther. I'll be honest. I wanted him to go farther. So, Tim Tebow. Yeah, I was going to say, if you can't tell by now, that's who we're talking about. <laughs> uh, as soon I woke up the other day for work to a text from Calvin, and he just said, Jaguars signed Tim Tebow. I've lost all respect for this organization. My thoughts weren't as harsh. Um I mean, you you look back to when he was drafted, there were so many teams that wanted to draft him as a tight end instead of a quarterback. He's got the body for it. He's got the speed for it. Like, he, I think he can do great at the tight end position. Everybody's all up in arms about giving players a chance and, and these players versus in this role and whatnot. This is the one player that actually was willing to come back into a different position than what he originally wanted because he all, he was the one that said he never wanted to play anything else other than quarterback. And what's he do? He signs with a team as a tight end. He's giving up his pride. He's going back into a position that they think he can fill. He thinks that now at least he thinks he can fill it. I think he I don't think he's going to be the go-to person all the time, especially not for Trevor Lawrence. But I think he's going to do great at the tight end position. You ready for me to go off? Let's hear it. The last time Tim Tebow played in the NFL, Trevor Lawrence was eight years old. We're talking like 
years and years ago. <sighs> Deep breaths. Okay. Um, did Urban Meyer lose a bet to Tim Tebow or something? I mean, that's that, that's the only logical thing here because you don't bring in, you know, a 30-something-year-old tight end who's never played tight end before. I mean, I can get it. Some people would say, oh, maybe Tim Tebow's coming in to be that rah-rah guy. You don't want Tim Tebow to be that rah-rah guy in your locker room. You want Trevor Lawrence to take command of that locker room, and you want him to be able to say, no, this is my team. You don't need some guy coming in who's taking a spot of somebody else who could actually make the team because Tebow's not making this team. Okay, He is not going to play a snap, a meaningful snap for the Jaguars this year. I, I would bet that. Okay, you don't want him stepping up and being like, "Yeah, guys, let's go, rah rah rah." You know, with his with his you know eye black and scriptures written all over his face. Nothing against that, you know, but still, you don't want him to step up and be the guy in the locker room giving speeches when he's not even going to make the team. That's got to be Trevor Lawrence's job, and you also don't want that coming from a tight end. Tight end is not the position to step up and do that. Your job is to get in the trenches, put a chip block on that defensive end, protect your quarterback for a minute, and then get open down the seam. Tebow's going to be way too high profile to do that. And then also, by Tim Tebow coming back, you're going to put it. If he plays a meaningful snap, you're putting a target on his back. People in the NFL are mad about this. They don't think that this is a good idea, and players are going to hit him and hit him hard. Okay? I don't think this is a good signing. I don't like this. And I think, honestly, like either the Urban Meyer-Tim Tebow bromance is stronger than anybody ever thought and is something that they both owe a life debt to each other or something like that, or this is a really, really dumb decision. You know their neighbors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do not draft Tim Tebow in your leagues. I'm grabbing the microphone. Do not draft Tim Tebow. If you do, I will come through these headphones that you're listening on, and I will cut your whole fantasy football team. I'll trade away all your first-round picks. I don't like this. <laughs> so that's that's it for our free agency, really. That, those were the only two names that we had to talk about. Um, obviously, we had some split decisions on some people. Uh, but we want to kind of go over our next few shows and what we're going to try to line up for it a little bit here in the future. Um, so we're hoping to be able to release two shows per month for the next couple months here in the off season, at least through August. Um, August is when the preseason starts. So we'll be able to see some of those games and, and talk about a little bit more about some data that we get out of that, but it is preseason. So don't look, don't look for a whole lot of promise out of, out of what you're seeing in those players. Um, but we're going to go through and we're going to try to go over our league who all's in it, um, a little bit of their background, a little bit of how we know them as well, just to kind of introduce them and make them a little bit better known to you guys when you're listening to us. Yeah, so we're going to do that. We'll also go through the nitty gritty of the league. Um, Ryan and I are going to be co-commissioners on that, but I'm going to walk you guys through how we're going to set that up, what our scoring settings are going to be, so you guys can be well informed and follow along as well. Um, And then we're uh, also going to just do some previews gonna gonna talk about some uh some ways that you should try to set up your drafts maybe even do some mock drafts um and then we're definitely going to do 
a live draft. Yep. We have to. I'm I'm actually thinking maybe we try to get everybody, anybody that's close to us, maybe try to bring them in or just do Zoom calls with everybody so that we can actually have live reactions and just do a complete live draft with everybody. Yeah. Worst comes to worst, we'll do the drafts on our computer and you guys will get our commentary on it. So that's what it's looking like going forward. Um, we're, we're happy that you guys are listening, following along with us. Again, we've got our Twitter page. Um, so go follow us on Twitter for any updates. We post every single time that we're about to record a show and once it's uploaded. Um, so just go and follow our Twitter handle. Again, that is FFB underscore EX idiots, FFB underscore X idiots. Um, so yeah, just go follow us there. Follow along with the with the process in the league, and it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, and again, as we're a pretty new show, we we'd love it if you would take the time and go re, go review us, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts, we're available there. And then if you tell one friend about the show, get them to listen. Maybe we'll help them win some championships as well. Yeah, we've got a lot of coworkers that have already been listening to us, telling us that they're enjoying it and they're excited for the season. So we're excited to bring you guys along with us and uh, hopefully we hear from you sometime soon. Okay, thanks guys.